Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hi, it's Melissa Joy. And this week I wanted to focus for our 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom podcast on a truly critical, important topic that most of you who are still working will likely need to decide upon at least once a year. And it's typically around this time of year in the fall or toward the end of the year that you make open enrollment decisions if you're working. And so these decisions typically, if things aren't changing in your life, are locked in for much of the year. They can involve your benefits at work, such as retirement plan, as well as your medical plan or health care, um, health savings accounts, stuff for dependents, and some extra add-ons as well. And we know that this can be intimidating. Also, many of our listeners are working um, people and busy families and setting aside the time to really prioritize can often be an afterthought. I know there are many years where I, you know, kind of been on the deadline day, checking things off along with my husband. And it requires some coordination too, um, because we know that many of you may have, you know, two open enrollments or two kind of sources of benefits in your family. Um, They may be changing over time. And all of this just means that there's a lot going on in a, with a deadline. And so we want to give you some kind of food for thought as you're planning your open enrollment decisions this year. And so what I would tell you first is to make a note when you get information from your employer, every employer is a little bit different. And like I told you, a lot of us are going to be making those decisions in October, November, um, because many um, benefits are kind of set to the calendar year, but it may be a different time of year as well. The first step I would have you do is mark your calendar for when there's a deadline. If you're part of a couple where you need to coordinate decision-making, make that even more formal, set aside some time where you know the kids may not be around, where you can really map out and strategize for your decision-making. And if you need to incorporate the advice of a professional, whether it's your CPA or financial planners like us, make sure that you get your questions answered so you're not you know, making decisions at 10 o'clock with a midnight deadline at the last minute. Okay, so once you've calendared out your roadmap for what you're going to do, I would have you review your pay for this year if you have a pay stub um, or log in and look at what you've been paid. This is a great way to get a sense for what you're paying right now because sometimes it's really easy to see it on your benefit elections and sometimes it isn't, but it's nice to see in aggregate what's being held out of your accounts in any given year. So I would suggest that you review that pay stub. This is a source for a lot of the benefits that you receive. And then look through, you know, the details, whether there's a webinar available or some important summaries of what your choices are, what you get to decide upon for the year. Make sure that you're looking at the choices that you'll have. I know for many of you, the most critical factor, one of the ones that is just so important, but also such a struggle for Americans is 
health insurance. And so this is a critical decision that you're going to be making when it comes to your open enrollment. Now, some of you may not have a choice. It may just be, here's the plan and live with it. But for others of us, you may be able to choose between a couple or several different options for your health insurance. In many cases, you have a choice for a high deductible health plan versus one where you don't have to wait as long to start getting some of the um, insurance coverages paid for by the health insurance. And oftentimes there will be some trade-offs between what the costs are, the high deductible plan often being a lower cost for premiums or what you have to kind of foot the bill for versus the others. And then you also need to coordinate and decide, okay, a married couple, will both of you be on one person's plan or the other? Sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, and then also if you have kids, who's where will they be put on those plans? You know, there's also coordination if you're a divorced family, et cetera. So, so make sure that you have that really mapped out. And you may want to take into consideration how much you have been or will be utilizing um, healthcare, but of course we know that you can't always know what's around the corner when it comes to your health. So don't scrimp um, and do plan. For example, if you choose a high deductible plan where you may need to use more of your out-of-pocket money before you get to the insurance coverages, then it may make a difference in what a good emergency reserve would be so that you know, hey, I'm it, when we have prescriptions or we need to do doctor's visits, then we're going to need to be going through cash reserves. And in some cases, you can use a health savings account or an FSA, a flexible spending account or cafeteria plan in order to cover that. Some employers have dental and vision insurance as well. And you want to look at both what your employer pays for, what you pay for, how much you use those plans, whether your dentist is covering them and make decisions there. And that's one of the important reasons why I said to review your pay stub first. So you can realize, oh, this costs me, you know, $400 a year, but I haven't visited the optometrist in a year or two, things like that. So as you're making those decisions and making notes of what you should be doing, also be thinking about what money you need to set aside. We love health savings accounts. Um, of course, as we've mentioned, they're only for um, compliant high deductible health plans. So not everybody has those available. Our offices are located close to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where University of Michigan is the biggest employer in town. And for U of M, you don't have those. You have lower deductible plans. So you often spend less money out of pocket, but you're not going to be putting money into a health savings account. And you need to coordinate. Maybe one member of the family does have a high deductible plan and the other does not. And so that person may be able to do an HSA and the spouse may not be able. If you have kids in daycare, kids in approved camps, or you're paying someone not in cash, not under the table, but you're you're paying your nanny taxes for childcare and they're reporting that income, you also may be able to set aside money before tax for um, childcare. And keep in mind, this changes every year. So it may have been on default that you were putting the max to um, the daycare allowance and then the kids may be in school. So you need to change that because it's kind of, or is use it or lose it. So you want to make sure you're planning accordingly for the things that have changed. In addition to that, there are often other benefits that you may have 
for a plan. Companies are getting very um, unique and customized in terms of what they offer their employees, especially in a labor environment where it's difficult to find employees and we have very low unemployment rates. So some things that we've seen, we've seen some student loan forgiveness that happens each year with employees. Um, that's certainly a fantastic benefit and something you want to incorporate in, in, into your game plan. Sometimes you need to report on what you're paying and things like that. We often see employees who have a um, legal plan and maybe they haven't gotten around to doing their estate planning, but they're paying the cost of having a group of attorneys that are available to them. So if you're going to elect to pay for that, which often is not just, you know, kind of thrown in by the employer, but it's something that you pick up some of the costs, then make sure that you're effectively using those benefits. And I would use that free legal plan or, or a legal plan through your employer and then making sure your estate plan gets done in a discounted manner through that legal plan as a prime example for something like that. Um, and then also think about life insurance because many employer plans have life insurance. And if you do have the opportunity to have life insurance, sometimes there's a decision. You may have a certain amount, perhaps one times your salary that's covered by the employer, and then you may be able to increase that amount, or even you may be able to go to a higher amount um, if you do something called underwriting, which would be look, looking at your overall general health. And there are some trade-offs between using your employer plan, where usually each year the amount you pay may change because you get older each year, versus considering other life insurance alternatives we often use term life insurance for uh, clients of ours, and that would have typically one price over time for the amount of time that you decided that you wanted the insurance. And there would perhaps be some underwriting, but you could you could certainly, um, in many cases, have coverage that was higher for higher amounts available. So oftentimes there's a cap with your employer plans that might underfund um, the needs of your family if something were to happen to you. And then also, if you change jobs, you may not be able to take that insurance with you, or it may be portable, but at a higher cost. And so there are a lot of considerations for what the perfect type of life insurance is. In many cases, our clients will have their employer-sponsored life insurance, but also for some portions of their life, especially when they're younger and accumulating assets where the biggest portion of their kind of net worth or, or future net worth is their ability to earn money where they may need some additional life insurance. These are all conversations that you could have with your financial planner like us to make sure that you're not, you know, kind of ignoring that. And I think the open enrollment time period is the perfect time for you to be thinking about this. It's it's kind of a reminder. Oh yeah, I I remember um, I don't know that we have the full life insurance coverage that we really need. We should really have a conversation about that. Also, um, you know, for some of you, I think it's it's not required during open enrollment typically, but um, in, you want to make sure that you are contributing to your retirement plan. You may have some more flexibility to change those contributions over time. Um, make sure you're getting the match that your employer offers, and it's a really great time of year especially if you're receiving a bonus or a change to your salary to nudge up um, what you put in um, to your plan, um, raise that percentage, double check if you owed a lot of taxes last year, 
then make sure that you are withholding enough that you aren't making more money and not doing enough in withholding. This can often need review if there's been a change, you know, family member additions, changes to how you contribute to your retirement plans, like choosing Roth versus traditional, et cetera. It's also a great time to double check your beneficiary designations, especially on those retirement plans, as well as your life insurance. You want to make the decisions about who receives money if something happens to you, not the courts. So make sure that those beneficiary designations are updated for what you would want right now. And then we are seeing more and more clients who also receive equity compensation or other forms of bonuses. Um, in some cases, restricted stock units, um, incentive stock options, non-qualified stock options, et cetera. And so you that ties right back with the considerations for taxation. And you just want to make sure that you are not under withholding um, and subject to perhaps penalties from the IRS for not paying enough over time. Um, And so this is a great time of year for you to review what's being withheld. And that goes right back to that pay stub. So there are so many different topics that we could talk about when it comes to open enrollment, but I hope I've given you kind of a lay of the land. I would close off after you've gone through all of those critical decisions is leave yourself a little bit of time so that you can follow up with questions and actions. And also, if you realize that there's an area that is under, um, is not taken care of by your employer, a couple action items I would say there. Um, I didn't mention disability, by the way, and um, disability insurance, especially long-term disability, is something that many employers do have. But if you don't have that or if you're self-employed, um, then having a conversation about whether you need an individual disability policy, not everyone needs it. But if it's something that you can't get access to otherwise, it certainly needs to be a consideration. Identify the areas of weakness and both make sure you map out a game plan within your financial plan. And then also if in many cases you can give your employer feedback and say, hey, these are things that other people have that would be very nice for me to have as well, um, you know, to be a more competitive employer. So not a lot of times employers are really looking to hear from employees about what's important to them, especially in small businesses. So that doesn't change everything every time, but I, I would encourage you to provide that feedback. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk on this topic. It's not necessarily everyone's favorite, but it's so important. And it's such a like kind of seasonal time of year to remember the things that you need to get done, um, not only as are attached to your employment, but just in general in financial planning. We are having an upcoming webinar where we're going to be talking about year-end financial planning strategies. And I would certainly encourage everybody to check out our webpage at pearlplan.com slash events, upcoming year-end financial planning tips webinar. We'll certainly have replays of that as well. And we'll make sure to include that in our show notes. So everyone, happy open enrollment season and best of luck in making your decisions. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.